Hello, and welcome to episode 174 of the Nintendo Jump Podcast. We are a weekly discussion podcast created for Nintendo gamers by Nintendo gamers. Today is October 29th. My name's Kellen. And today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend Sergio. Sergio, how's it going on down? How's it going down there? Doing pretty good. Uh, you know, work was a little dreadful this week, unfortunately, <laughs> but everything else has been pretty, pretty nice. So yeah, we're we're doing good. Nice. I'm glad to hear that. Um, also with me today, Kevin. What's going on, man? Man, I'm doing okay. It's been a dreadful week for myself too. Pretty, pretty tough, busy week. But you know what? I'm here with you guys. I just had my smoothie along with two sunny side eggs and hash browns because breakfast for dinner is pretty awesome. I'm revved <laughs> up. I'm good to go. I mean, it's a pretty awesome uh, – this is going to be an awesome episode, I'm, a show. Yeah, whatever you call it, I'm ready. <laughs> How are you doing, Kellen? I'm doing pretty good. Um, glad to be here. Glad to talk about this great game. Um, really excited for that. And with this being a Game of the Month episode, we brought along some special guests per the usual, so we have a bit of a beam of hope here. Um, I hope he doesn't screw this up. TJ, <laughs> how's it going, man? Welcome to the show. <laughs> you know I'm going to screw something up. I'm glad to be back. Uh, thank you. Do, doing okay. Uh, a little too tired to have anything uh, created with you know some Metroid Dread rhymes, but uh, I'm excited to be here and talk a masterpiece with you all. It's great having you here. And you know what? You guys may think that's it, but it's not. We've got a surprise guest on the show. Danny, thanks for joining us. How's it going? Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I just got over my illness. Um, I was kind of sick. Every time Sergio invites me to the show, I get sick. Last time it was COVID. (laughs) Thanks, Sergio. uh, (laughs) This time it was strep throat. So I'm, I'm feeling better after antibiotics. So thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks again for being here. Yeah, and for those wondering what Danny might look like, just imagine Tingle, but like 30% Tingler. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Have fun segueing out of that. Oh, my gosh, I know. I'm I'm sitting here trying to think of our arms with Tingle, and I'm just going to (laughs) stop. Single, which is true. Oh, there you go. There you go. I think we have a single piece of news here. Um, Mario Party. So, Mario. (laughs) Single but not sad. Mario Party recently came out um, just last night. And I think all of us, or most of us here, have picked it up and have started playing it. And it's been a really good time. Um, I picked up the first Mario Party that was on Switch, and that wasn't a good game. I think we can kind of say that now. It got online down the road. So it redeemed itself a little bit, but I think this is definitely the superior game. Um, I've only really played the mount mini game mode where you kind of hop in and it's just free play mm. online or just by yourself, any mini game you want. And there's like a hundred mini games, so plenty to choose from. But it's been a really good experience. So I really hope that, you know, all those that are kind of interested in the game decide to pick it up. Um, have any of you guys picked it up or is it something that you want to get? I have picked it up today. I was boycotting this game for the longest time, the series, <laughs> for the longest time, because yeah. I thought after Mario Party 3, it's not for me anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want any more uh, friendship-breaking situations. No, but I <laughs> I just didn't really, I just, it wasn't a game for me. And then I thought, well, this game is coming out. Ah, uh, not going to get it. But then I got it. I'm ready to play with you guys. 
I'm going to, you know, just forget about my grudge against this, this series for whatever <laughs> reason I have. And I am ready to go. So I'm looking forward to playing this game with you guys and and others in our Discord community and hopefully more people. I heard you can play with random people online. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I want to win just as much as anybody, but I want to have fun too because that's the most important part. Nice. Nah, if you're not winning, you're not having fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, one thing's for sure. I don't want any friendships breaking. Breaking? Broken. Broken. Yeah. Broken. I can't speak <laughs> right now, but yes, broken. I do not want any friendships broken from this game. That is the only thing I expect. <laughs> no, it's going to be fine. I can't wait. How about you guys? <laughs> nice. I, I got it. It's downloaded. I haven't had a chance to play it, but I should get a chance to this weekend. Should be fun. I had like a spare half hour before we started recording, and I did the Mount Mini games. This one seems to already, like, right away, better first impression than, than Super. Uh, seems more polished. Mm. The mini games, I've only got mm. like 12 done, but they were all fun so far. Whereas on nice. Super, it to me, it felt kind of hit and miss. Yeah. Uh, so I, mm. I, I'm i re- willing to roll the dice after a half hour sample that this is a much better game. I'm looking forward to the, the online play. Um, you know, forget friendship. I'm, I want to win. So, uh, I mean, nice. Kevin, you can't you can't care that much about friendship. You keep making the the two golden suns pun. You know, so uh, <laughs> even though you know what that does to, to me and Kellen, you, you seem to not care. So, bring it on in Mario Party. We'll settle this. You know what? I do care about you guys, but only to a certain extent. <laughs> and this point will only and 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 what I mean is. I do care about you guys, but Mario Party, it goes out the window. It's on. I want to win. That's final. <laughs> so disregard yes. everything Kevin said earlier. <laughs> that's not fair. That's pretty normal. Oh, yeah, no, but. <laughs> I want to hear from Danny. Did you pick it up? No, I haven't gotten it yet. I did go to Walmart today, and I saw it there, and I forgot that it was coming out. Um... But me and Sergio were playing the uh, the previous one for a good amount, and I beat him a lot. Right, nice. Sergio? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, remembers, he remembers that. So much that he wanted to stop playing. Um, we don't play it anymore because of the friendship thing that Kevin because was talking about. Because it's boring. Um, but uh, it's, it was, I liked the mini games. I thought they were cool. Um the the new one superstar superstars yeah i know i understand it's like it's it's the older games right so um i'm looking forward to it because i i didn't play it that much like the old back in the day on n64 so i'm looking forward to those games and um yeah it sounds like a lot of fun yeah it's been a good time so far and so i think now it's kind of a good time to make our loan announcement for the episode of this next month's game of the month um so as you might guess based on that conversation it's going to be pikmin bloom so make sure to pull out your phones. And no, I'm totally kidding. We're going to be playing. No, no. It's going to be Pooplers, right? Oh, no. finally. Pooplers, yes. This All right. I regret ep- saying anything. No, Pooplers. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. No, no. Mario Party. Say it with me. Oh. Mario Party. What, what about Pikmin Bloom? I mean, I want to no. play Pikmin Pikmin Bloom you, on the you phone. You can play it. You, you can. I'm not stopping you. But the Discord will be playing Mario Party next month. And we're going to have a great time. Well, before we continue, let us hear what you guys think about Pikmin Bloom. Are you gonna play it, or are you gonna play it? That's my that's that's uh. That's what <laughs> I've I got say. it. I'm level five. <laughs> I have eight Pikmin. Ooh. Oh, we do. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, that's good. It's a really weird game, and the menus make at it's basically a glorified pedometer. Um, 
<laughs> it's it's strange. Download it. Uh, you'll probably wonder if you took the wrong meds when you look at it, but uh, <laughs> you're, you're not alone. It's a little strange, but uh, Pikmin Bloom, yeah. Yeah, I'll come join nice. the Discord. I'll give you my friend code. We'll plant flowers together. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Oh, man. So it is Poop Larson. <laughs> no, no. We're going to be playing Mario Party, and I regret mm-hmm. ever joking at all on the show because it gets away from me. Um, so join our Discord. We'll be playing Mario Party together. Obviously, there's a ton of mini games available. Online play is great. I'm sure we'll have fun little contests and competitions and things. So. It'll be kind of like a chill month after the stressful one of running away from Emmy and trying to kill these crazy bosses in Metroid Dread. So I think it'll be a good time, a much needed rest before we stress ourselves out again by playing those awful Pokemon games. So, um. Oh, come on. Damn, do okay. Man. We're, you know, there, there are at least two people here who are going to play Pokemon games. Or three. Calvin, you're going to play. I know you say you're gonna play. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I said I'd play them. I never said I'd enjoy them. <laughs> Why would? <laughs> okay, well, hopefully you will enjoy them because I am very high on these Pokemon games, and I can't wait to play it, talk about it, think about it, think about thinking about it. I just can't wait. I mean, nice. Nope. Yeah. You heard it here first. Kevin's very high. All right. I, was gonna say, <laughs> I wanted to tell Serge to edit that. That's all we got. Clip of that. So. <laughs> Play no, Pokemon. Not, I enjoy it. I am very hot. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I'm. Um, we know. We a, know. A natural high, but yeah. I mean, we don't condone. We know. Any sort of we that. know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I I honestly don't know what to say right now. <laughs> this is what happens when you go five wide and off script. So, say this, Kelly. Get us back on track. All right. So let's talk about some Metroid Dread here because this is our game of the month episode, and obviously. Like, I'm new to this franchise. I didn't realize there's so much story and lore was really going to be in this game. And at first, it didn't feel very present until the very end. So the way we're kind of going to handle this episode is we're going to go spoiler-free for the first little part in which we talk about survey responses from Discord members. And then we'll make it very clear once we start to trend into spoiler territory because the story to this is great, the reveals are great, and we want to spend time talking about it, but we also want to make this accessible to everyone to listen to. So that's kind of how we're going to go about it. Um, so yeah, I think we're just going to go ahead and jump right into our survey responses that we sent out to our listeners in talking about uh, Metroid Dread. So before we kind of get into all of that, actually, let's just go around the room like super quick, less than a minute each. What do you guys think about Dread? Because this is the game that's almost captured all gamers. I mean, people have been playing this on Switch. They've been playing it not on Switch. Like it's kind of been the talk of the town lately so what do you guys think about dread i was expecting a good game and it it it, it was so so much better than good it is an absolute yes. masterpiece um and, and as soon as i made samus move i could i could tell um mm. the the movement felt instantly good and the game just the longer you play it the the better it gets but uh for, for an overview yeah um all-time great game Nice. Uh, for me, I'm just really happy to have Metroid back. It was way overdue. And it's nice to see it nowadays when, you know, there's more like support for Nintendo or acceptance for Nintendo from the general public. So seeing a lot more people talking about Metroid, that's amazing. And I hope it stays here for good. Yeah, for me, I, I didn't really have my hopes high because, well, I didn't want to get my hopes up. So I didn't think about it too much. 
I love Metroid, the series. So um, I just waited till it came out and didn't really watch much. Um, when I first started playing it, I told Sergio, like, man, this kind of seems like um, Samus Returns, you know, the remake. Um, but you know what? It's way better than that. It gets better and better the more you play it. So, yeah. Hmm. Loved it. Yeah, coming from not a very rich history of Metroid gaming for me, I mean, I played Super Metroid on SNES Online, and, I mean, that was amazing. Playing Metroid Dread, you know, is it, it definitely feels that same energy for me. I agree with, like, how the movement is so fluid and just getting all the power-ups, you know, you know, you know, one after another, it just makes me feel like a champion. This game makes me feel like a champion. That's the best way I can describe it. Mm. And um, not a champion where, like, I'm, like, a god figure where I can, like, destroy everything, like, easily. But more so, <laughs> like, you know, I work my way through, you know, you know, map after map. I mean, just, you know, exploring, trying to find where I have to go without using any sort of online source material that would help me. I, I'm still doing that. I'm not using... I, I said, no, I'm not getting any hints, and it's been a joy. It's definitely one of my one of the favorite my favorite games of the year, and it's just a great game. So it sounds like we agree that it deserves an Emmy? Absolutely. <laughs> it, it, it does. Nice. <laughs> Maybe a couple of them. I won't go into specifics there, but a couple of them. Um, so I think we're all really high on this game, and I think our whole community was based on these responses. So obviously this game came after quite a drought in the franchise and we were really wondering like what does the next installment in Metroid even look like? Um, so that was kind of how we started out our surveys to our listeners just asking, did Dread deliver after the long wait and what did it do well? So to get into some of these responses, Phoenix has said the, flu the fluidity of both the movement of Samus and the transitions from 2D to 3D was what impressed me most and made it really fun to play. Dragon said, yes, it absolutely did. The game's crowning achievement is the depiction of Samus as the strong but adamantly feeling warrior that she is. The expression in her eyes throughout the game was beautifully done. Silverchase said, absolutely. It plays flawlessly in its movement and combat. The story and atmosphere are both great. Link Triforce said, yes. I've always loved the idea of Metroid, but until recently had only played the Prime games. I started the 2D series before Dread released, and I can say Dread is definitely the best one I've played so far. Samus's movement is just so smooth and seamless, and the scary horror atmosphere, particularly in the Emmy zones, is just perfect. And then finally, Swilly said, it delivered as my first Metroid game. The feeling of isolation was well executed. Mm. So I wanted to kind of turn it back over to you guys now. Um, we talked about, and I think we can all agree it was definitely worth the wait for this game, but what exactly did this game do well? There was a lot of talk about movement, and I think we can all agree from playing it that the movement's great. But beyond that, like, what makes this such a master class of a game? Uh, I'm going to have to agree with the Dragon statement. Like, I feel like Samus is just confident. She's just, she's just a warrior. She's tough. Like, even something as simple as her standing on a save, save uh, pedestal. Like, she just, just the way she presents herself when she goes in there and saves and comes out, like, she's just bad. Like, yeah. there's something <laughs> about her. Like, I always liked that moment for some reason. You know what I mean? Um, it's something that didn't really, you weren't aware of in the older games, even though it was, you know, she is right. Cause she's the only bounty hunter on the planet, you know, in the universe in that game. So it was cool to me. Yeah. And I like how it's exemplified too. Uh, you walk into a certain boss battle and the, the boss flexes its strength and 
there's no flinching. She just charges yeah. her cannon like, <laughs> okay, yeah. like it, 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 it's amazing. Yeah, so her, she's yeah. characterized a little more in this game, and and you want that, right? You want to just get the depth of uh, how how bad this woman really is, and boy, is she bad. Um, Definitely. I, I think a, a couple other things. Um, basically, everything we said last week about Metroidvanias, this does well. Um, the the map is brilliant. Um, you know, the, the layout, the, the way it routes you in different things is absolutely brilliant. I actually liked the map itself. Um, it made navigating the game, I felt, mm. pretty intuitive and, and easy. Some people said it was too busy and too complicated, and maybe it was for them. I'm kind of like a big map guy. I got stuck once at the end for about four minutes, and then I uh, did the magic. I typed in Discord, hey, I'm stuck. And then 10 <laughs> seconds later, I was unstuck. Uh, you have to listen to old episodes. Our Discord has magic powers. Um, so I, I felt the, the layout in, in the um, of the map itself was so well done, and that's such a crucial part for a game like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the layout as well. Um, the map is big. There are a ton of areas, and each area itself feels large enough. But anytime I open the map and I'm trying to get to a certain point, it really doesn't even take me that long to get there before I know what I'm there. Like I pull up the map, get a general direction of like down and left, and suddenly I'm there. And another good thing that they did was they kept you revisiting zones, but they kept it interesting. You had no idea in the first couple zones that you'd be coming mm-hmm. back and unveiling something even larger or having an item that opened up even more of it. And it was really rewarding later on in the game to go back to those early areas and feel so much more stronger than you were before being able to take out enemies that you kind of struggled with in that area at first. Um, it just made you feel like you really progressed. And I think hammered home the point that you two both talked about and um, really portraying Samus as being really powerful in this world. So definitely agree with the layout there. Uh, what other thoughts do you guys have? I really like the pace of the game. I, I, I just felt like it was just brilliantly done. I, I mean, I never felt like I never felt bored. I've always felt, you know, different sorts of emotions, even when I, where I've been chased by the Emmy, like it just created that suspense for me, trying to figure out, okay, well, like where do I go, you know, and 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 just, I I feel like it, it just balances really well with like you know between you know just getting to know like the story and going through you know the maps, and I, I just feel like the pace was just done really well in this game, and I definitely agree with everything you guys have just mentioned. So I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, it's I've it's 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 a ball. <laughs> it's a morph ball. Nice. It's a morph ball. <laughs> no, it's true. And it it does it all and it, it brings Metroid back into the spotlight. Um in, in many, many good ways, but it also brings new things in like the Emmy, uh the Emmy zones and just fighting the Emmy in general. Uh I like that. Uh you know, it, it doesn't just come back, it brings something very, very good to the franchise as well. And also the fact that the, all the movement in the game, which we talked about, that it has to work really well. In in this case, it does. But not only that, but it also affects uh, combat. Uh, you can the combat just flows really well as you're going through the stages. You you want to fight the enemies. Um, I was mentioning last week that yeah, they don't give you experience, but you still want to fight them because they're fun. And sometimes you actually have to fight them, and it's never boring or tedious. It, it's fun. You want to counter them. You can even counter in midair. Uh, the combat works really well. I think it's one of the best parts of the game. Oh yeah, I have to agree with you. Like, there's sometimes where like even if they're weaker enemies, like in older games, you would just kind of like just you know, jump past them. You don't yeah. really care. But you kind of want to wait for that little sound effect and that little sparkle to, to hit the X button and counter them just because it's satisfying, you know? Um, 
I just feel like this game actually wanted you to be engaged. So mm. yeah, that was that was cool. Yeah. I like too with the movement and combat. I never died once because I felt like I couldn't do what I wanted. Like the, mm. the, it controlled so well. Like I felt in full control of Samus and I was able to do the exact thing I wanted at all times. Just mm. sometimes I did a dumb thing and died. But, uh, <laughs> and then that, so you, all of these things are coming together. The atmosphere itself, too, the design, they got things going on in the background that really bring the world to life. The lighting is well done. The sound design mm-hmm. is well done. You play this game with headphones. It's like, whoa. And then even the HD rumble. Um, is implemented in an excellent way, in my opinion. So like the whole package is absolutely there. Um, th- there's a few minor quibbles and I think we'll get to that, but they're so minor, like, Ooh, this, this game was so, so mm. good. And uh, did you guys feel the same way? But like when you guys returned to like previous areas, it kind of felt different. Like I didn't really notice it until like I thought about it. Did you guys feel that way too? Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being able to experience what else is out there and then kind of circling back, maybe through a teleporter or willfully going back. I kind of played in a weird way where whenever I got a new item, I always went back through the previous areas to see where I could use that item. Mm-hmm. And it made my run a lot longer, but it really allowed me to explore the world more and really uncover all that it had to offer. Um, so in this game, there are different you know, hidden blocks, different symbols and colors and different abilities you find allow you to break those blocks and access different points. And it was always fun to uncover these new blocks and have no clue like what ability I needed to progress in that area. So it was always fun getting those and then being able to go back and, you know, knock out those blocks. So I think that was a lot of fun going back. And then it just made you feel more powerful, like revisiting those different areas, um, not understanding the dangers that were kind of around you before that you can now access and kind of take part in. So I thought that was a really cool aspect of the game. Yeah, and I just mm-hmm. finished my second playthrough this week. So I, I beat it, then I 100%ed it, and then I did another playthrough. And to, to Danny's point, the first time you play through the game, you're just, the game's taking you all over the place and you're doing things. And then you play a second time and you have time to like zoom out and you're like, this is right next to the room I was in 45 minutes ago. But the game has a way of making it <laughs> yeah. feel different where you need different abilities or there are stronger enemies there right? Like you never feel safe. Like you're like, Oh, I'm way more powerful. I'm back in this old area. I should be ready to go. But the game has a way of like, you you never feel a hundred percent safe. Um, and it's amazing, right. To do that. Um, and, and it, it pulls you in so much. You, I, to Danny's point, that's a great point. You really don't notice it the first time you're playing through. Yeah. I feel like in previous Metro games, that was never the case. Like you went back and you were like, you're just way overpowered and you just, you recognize the area, but now it's like, they kind of change it up. Some, something changed about the atmosphere. The enemies are different maybe, you know? So mm-hmm. this, that was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I know we've kind of had to speak like in pretty general terms, cause this is the non-spoiler part, but I'm sure we'll kind of go back and revisit during the spoiler part aspects that we liked that we don't necessarily want to reveal right now. Um, but I feel like that's a pretty good you know, impression for things that were done really well that are non-spoilery. I just want a real quick shout out to the boss fights. The boss fights are oh amazing. Oh my yes. gosh. How yes. could we not yes. mention them? They're, they're <laughs> so, so good. I got so excited about the other stuff. Um, probably <sighs> yes. even beats, I don't know. It's real close between Hollow Knight boss fights and this, but I'd probably say this game. They are so well done. Oh so yeah, mm-hmm. so much. They're like memorable too. Like yes. I won't forget some of these fights. Yeah. Yes. I just played I just finished Ori Will of the Wisps and it has like two boss fights. 
And this game just God obliterated it. I just love <laughs> the interaction in the boss fights. I, I don't want to be chased every time, you know what I mean? Like I wanna yeah. I wanna actually fight bosses. So this this game was like delivered. Yes. Yeah, it was satisfying. Yeah, I felt like the difficulty for the boss fights were pretty fair. I mean they're challenging but fair. And I like how like mm. There's one in particular that came in like three phases, and I was just like, okay, well, I just have to work my way through. And and then you know, even through trial and error, like I I never felt upset or frustrated. Like I always felt like, okay, well, I can do this. I can work my way through. And it, it they really fine tune the boss fights to where like it just pushes you enough to keep going and and not get too down if you're not able to beat it the first time. So I I think it was was world-class like the way exactly they did. yeah you'll see there i have a, a line in the metroid chat in our discord i put i'm getting wrecked by this boss and i love it um, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for a game to do that and this game did yeah it. yeah i think beyond even just the boss fights being really fun in testing you know your knowledge and application of different abilities they are difficult but they aren't punishing in that when you die to a boss and you will die to some of these multiple times you spawn right outside the door so you can like jump right back into it. I always mm -hmm. kind of hated like starting at a respawn bench or something, having to work my way past some annoying enemies to get back to, you know, the part that I was at just to fail again, oh, yeah. do it all over again. So yeah. the game doesn't punish you in that part. It just really wants you to be able to like learn from your mistakes, maybe get to the next phase of a boss fight. I mean, those three phases kind of continue throughout the game and the boss fights do kind of progressively get harder. So there is that trial and error, but it doesn't punish you. It just allows you to kind of face that difficulty head on, which I think is really a big theme for this game overall anyway. I, I will warn you, if your child force closes your game and you boot it back <laughs> up, you do not start outside the boss door. Yeah. You go back to your last save. So don't force close the game if you're in the middle of a boss fight. That's a good call. I did that once and was shocked. I was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so any like kind of general other pros that we wanted to talk about before we get into maybe some improvements we would have liked to have seen? Um, if you guys don't mind, I wanted to say about the boss fights yeah. still. Um, I like the fact that it has like this, like just one more kind of feeling to it, like old games did. You know what I mean? Like you you might have to leave and do something, but you're just like, you lose to the boss and you kind of like want to keep trying, like you said, because mm -hmm. you start right before that. And it's so addicting almost, you know what I mean? Like that's how games should be, I think. Hmm. And this really brought it back from classic games. So that was kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like I yeah. mentioned, I finished the game today. And so I was playing a boss fight on my lunch break. And I went a little bit over because I had to do it again. You know, <laughs> had to beat him, had to get to the save point, And I did it. But yeah, it's really got that addictive feeling. Uh, TJ, you had a thought? I just say, I don't think the older games quite had that. And, and a lot of the, one of my faults with some of the older games is you can just basically face tank a lot of the, the bosses you could just i got mm. enough health and enough missiles just bam 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 yeah you absolutely yeah. cannot do that in this game and i love it believe me mm. i've yeah. tried that's like my <laughs> inclination it doesn't work that's that's true i guess what i'm what i'm referencing is like the patterns yes they don't really yes. have patterns in new mm. bosses right yeah. in new games so yeah the patterns are back you know what i mean like once you get the pattern down you might die a couple times but once you get the pattern down you're like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna kill the spots you know so and it's so satisfying cool. yes mm -hmm. yes yeah, I definitely agree with all that. I think there's, you know, a lot that really shines in this game, and obviously we'll go more in depth with that on the second part of the episode. But as far as improvements that we wanted to see made in the game, um, again, we asked our Discord members for some advice here. So Phoenix had said, sometimes the Emmy killing me sequence went on a little long, but that could have been because it happened so much. 
And, you know, I kind of agree with that. Um, I can definitely see mm. that happening where it yeah. was frustrating, like over and over. I'm like, can you speed this up or cut this in half? Like I'm sick of seeing this <laughs> animation. So I think that's a good answer. Dragon said, I think the music could be a little more impactful, but it's still really good. I think the power-ups tend to be gotten pretty successful, pretty successfully in a short in a short time towards the end of the game. I would have liked at least one more large area to round out the game some more. Silver Chase had said, I felt like some areas could have done more to be distinct from one another. Uh, the soundtrack, while great, didn't have as many memorable songs for me. Link Triforce said, So far, my only slight issue is that the grapple hook is a bit tough to use particularly when going between multiple grapple points. And then Swilly said, just an easier to read map, which I mean, if those are our complaints, I think this is a pretty decent game. Yeah. Um, so obviously this is a great game. I think we can all agree on that. But I kind of have a hard time saying that any game's perfect because there's always you know some room for improvement. So what would you guys would have liked to have seen that was different with this game? I know it got dragged a little bit online because that's what people online do. They claimed it wasn't like the sixty. Uh, it wasn't worth the sixty dollars compared mm. to like games on other consoles and experiences and things because either it was too short or it was just the presentation of it. Um, but what do you guys think? Like, what could have been improved? Do you think those judgments that people made were warranted? I personally don't believe so, but I'm just curious about your guys' thoughts. To to call it too short tells me they've never played a two D Metroid game. Like this yeah. fits in with the other four. Um, I mean, I'm with Dragon. I would have liked another area, but not that I felt the the game's pacing is wonderful. Um, replaying it was a, was a mm-hmm. delight. It's just I just selfishly wanted more. Um, it was so good. Um, to t- to the music, it's atmospheric. I don't play. I don't usually expect you know bangers out of Metroid. It's usually just an atmospheric <laughs> right. uh, uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but to the game itself. There are some moments in the story where I just said, "Okay, game." <laughs> there, it's a I don't know, a, a little cheesy, but it's it's a sci-fi game, so it's supposed to be. Um, my other issues were with the switch itself. Um, when I go mm. from one area to another, the load time, like you you reached it, and it's mm. not really a spoiler, but you transport sometimes through a teleporter, and then the game chugs and the frames drop, and you sit on the screen for a long time, and it kind of pulls you out of the moment, right? You're like. Yeah. Hey, right. new area. Let's go. <laughs> Ooh, maybe, and and it's just you know that that's that's my only. Uh, but that's the switch's fault, not really the game's fault. Mm-hmm. So, um, my other gripe I can't really give without spoiling anything. So I'll just move on. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm with you on the transitions from map to map. I mean, even though, like you mentioned, like it it's more of the switch and not so much the game. But I, I would have liked something you know, while it's loading to another map. I feel like, you know, loading screens have been a lot more creative in the last 10 years. So it would have been nice to, you know, be able to interact still without, you know, just having to sit there and wait. But um, yeah, I, don't, I can't really find that much fault into this game. Although, I mean, I <laughs> I, I just really don't know. I, I think that's probably it. I mean, at this point, it's just nit, nit, mm. nitpicking. I mean, I, I mean, the music, sure, you can say that it... it they could have done a bit more, but I mean, sometimes atmospheric music is not about how much there is, it's how much there isn't. I mean, it's it's just enough. And the price point, I think it's pretty fair for sixty dollars for for a good game like a great game like this. I feel like people nowadays have a higher expectation of like wanting more hours, right. and and just looking mm-hmm. at the ratio, like oh, how much can I get out of this game? Like how many hours? I mean, come on, like 
at this point, you know, you beggars can't be choosers. You you can't you can't be doing that, right? I mean, you you want a good quality game. Focus on what the game actually is, and not so much like we're talking about quality over quantity. Okay, yeah. This is the the point that I think I feel like a lot of people tend to forget, and this is especially the case for Metroid Dread. Like, yeah, it's not the longest game in the world, but you're getting a, a, an amazing like several hours plus. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. have that than like sixty hours of like you know Watch Dogs. Yeah, exactly. Don't open that can of worms, please. I, I, I'm <laughs> please. not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about that game because that that I don't want to you know talk about it over and over. But yep, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, for those that aren't familiar with Dread, um, I think most people in our community kind of finish this game within ten to fifteen-ish hours, depending on your playstyle. Like I had mentioned, I kind of backtracked quite a bit on my own. So it is a shorter game, but honestly. It was an incredible experience because there was no fluff in between. I always felt like I was yes. going somewhere with purpose. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, it definitely felt like a $60 experience. Like, I don't need 60 hours to match my $60 because this game would have been knocked down a couple of pegs if it was 60 hours for me. Like, it didn't need to be. Um, mm. Any sort of fluff that was added to get to that point just would have felt like right. redundant. And so I'm completely satisfied with what I paid for this experience. And so I definitely don't agree with that criticism Sergio do you share similar thoughts no I agree with that it's about the experience and you know the like imagine Nintendo thinking oh we need to make this game longer well let's make Samus slower that would have completely (laughs) killed the the gameplay and the experience so yeah I'm glad they didn't do that I do have one minor complaint and it's more on on my end it's it's more my fault Uh, maybe it would have been nice if the game had like a hint system uh, to let you know where you needed to go because sometimes if you miss one particular little uh, hole that you needed to go through or one area that you needed to go to get the next upgrade, you might be wandering around uh, for a little while without doing much uh, like I was. Uh, Mind you, I've been rusty. I haven't played a a Metroidvania game in a while, especially a good Metroid game. So yeah, um, just minor thing. Maybe if they could have added like a little hint system, it would have been nice. Um, I know a lot of new players are also uh, new to Metroid, so maybe that would have been something nice to consider. Uh, but it's very minor. It's Like I said, it's mostly my fault, so no worries. <laughs> I'd have to disagree a little bit on that. Like, I don't want to hit system on, on Metroid. I want to explore. The game's always been about exploration. Hmm. Uh, back mm-hmm. then, you had to draw your own maps. You get yes, a map now, and yes. there's something mm-hmm. about just, like, looking at the map trying to figure out where to go is this door accessible is this door not Mm -hmm. should i shoot a Mm -hmm. wall should i should i bomb a wall that to me is exciting like that makes me feel like i'm actually doing something in the game like i don't i don't really want i don't want it to be like the mario games where like if you die enough all of a sudden you're invincible and you just rush to to me that's not fun when i get to that i turn off the game because i'm like am i this bad like (laughs) am i this bad that that the the game is giving me superpowers like i'm superman i don't want to do that like i just i just want to go to the game and and figure things out and that's what i've always loved about metroid and i feel like this game actually kind of guides you through those things we'll talk about that a little bit more later but um yeah i kind of i I like the fact that um that it does that you know what i mean it's it kind of stays true to its roots so and and when it when it comes to um hour per dollar i know this has been a discussion before on the podcast but um i don't know it just depends what it means to the person to the individual so like i'm gonna digress a little bit but um when it came to like warrior i was going through a bad time i was really sick i played five hours of it and i paid 50 bucks for it um but that game made me laugh 
You know what I mean? And mm. Nintendo has these this charm that other companies really don't. So to me, that was worth it. You know what I mean? And for Metroid, when it comes to Metroid, I played nine hours and a half. And I don't know. It was amazing to me. 60 bucks is worth it. You know, if you ask my cousin, he's going to say, he, he told me, he told me, I asked him if he's going to get Metroid. He told me, you're going to pay 60 bucks to play the same game you've played, you know, year year after year. But it's like, to me, it's, it's, it's good. It's that, it's that charm. It's, and they, and they, they keep building every time they make a game, right? Mm. They keep adding to it. So you tell your cousin, this is not Call of Duty. <laughs> this is this is a good series. This is a great series. Thank you. Uh, and this is coming from someone who played Call of Duty. So, <laughs> and I do want to give a slight rebuttal to people that would post completion times online and say that's it. That completion time is only your successful boss runs. It doesn't count mm-hmm. when you're paused in setting the map. It doesn't count your failed boss runs. So when someone posted oh. eight hours, it wasn't eight hours. You only had eight hours of success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't count your deaths or anything. So um, I think people are being a little deceptive there. Uh, the map, I, I think, is brilliant. And, and I don't think it's a spoiler. Um, it, when you get a new ability, you can actually like highlight a certain door or whatever like the ability could work on. And the map will like blink and show you where they all are. So that mm-hmm. might, might help mm-hmm. oh, cool. someone out there with, with exploration. But yeah, to, to your point, Danny, yeah, I, to me, I my first playthrough, I spent as much time in the map as I did playing, but I loved it. I was like, okay, I went here, I went here, here's closed. If I trace this route, I can't go here, so I must have to go to either <clears throat> spot A or B. Let's go check them out. <laughs> I loved that. I get that's maybe not for everybody, but I thought it was, was incredible. And then I forgot the other gripe I wanted to put in was maybe add some more accessibility, maybe put it in easy mode. Because some mm-hmm. people may want to experience the game and, and um, you know, ever since I've been raising my son, I've kind of been against games being locked behind a difficulty wall. I get that's the dev's choice, mm. but why not give the player an option? Yes. Because they have hard, hard mode, but they don't have easy mode. So, Would you say that Metroid Dread can take a chapter from Celeste in terms of how they handle accessibility? I See, Celeste lets you really tweak everything, and, and Metroid's such a different game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know. I'd be willing to... I don't want to monopolize the show. I could probably have an entire separate discussion on it. <laughs> um, so for now, I'll just say I wish Dread had an easy mode, but if you want to continue that discussion, you can come to the NJP Discord. That's a good question, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was the first thing I thought about when you mentioned accessibility, because I, I felt like Celeste did an amazing job with that. But again, like you mentioned, they're two different games. I mean, it's kind of hard to adopt the same sort of accessibility so <laughs> as far as gripes for me kind of go um there are some control things that i think were kind of highlighted with different abilities that i kind of personally struggled with the other thing and i can't really place it on the game but i think this is going to be a lot of people's introductions to metroid because it's such a talked about game i felt really lost on the story and we'll talk more about it like when we get into the spoiler section um I went into this and I just wanted this to be like my space person goes pew pew and fights cool bosses type game. <laughs> and honestly, it was that. Like, it was fantastic. But I feel like for like hardcore Metroid fans that know the lore and the story, this was probably an absolutely mind blowing game. And we'll talk more about that, like, obviously behind the spoiler curtain. But I know, like, part of that's on me. I have to do my research going into it. But I must wish that a little more was explained, like, straight to the player. Like, I understood the gist of this game, uh, but I maybe didn't fully understand the implications from previous mm. ones going into this one. 
Right. Um, right. Mm. Which, I mean, it's going to happen with any game, so I, I'm not going to deduct points from its score for that, but that was just a consideration for anyone that maybe hasn't played a Metroid game before that's jumping into Dread. There are a decent number of YouTube videos that do like a good uh, recap of what happened in the previous Metroid games. So, I mean, you could you could refer to that, but yeah, I guess it would be nice to have, like you mentioned, to, to have some sort of recap um, for those who are completely brand new. But yeah, anyway, that's very, very minor. Definitely. So kind of moving on with our survey here and staying out of spoiler territory, um, we had asked our Discord community if they planned on replaying this game. And the answers kind of surprised me. 72% of people said yes, they would replay it or they are mm. already replaying it. Um, I'm not going to go around the room and ask if we are going to replay it, but TJ, I know at least you have. Danny, I don't know if you've started again, but is there kind of like a deeper depth to replaying this game? Would you recommend it or do you feel like this is a one-shot experience for people? Play it twice. You'll appreciate it on levels. You just, even if you loved it the first time, you're going to love it more the second time. Um, mm. Now, obviously, mm. if you did, hated it the first time, don't do that to yourself. But, uh, <laughs> if, if, if you're like us and liked the game, I wholeheartedly recommend at least one more playthrough. For me, um, I'm a huge Metric fan, but I'm also a 34-year-old man. So I don't have time to do that. Like, like for games, for, for games to be exciting to me, it has to be a really good game, and Metroid is one of them. But I feel like I'd rather wait for time to pass for me to play it again. Mm-hmm. So mm. that's just my take on it. But I mean, I loved my experience with it. You know what I mean? So it was good. Yeah, I'm with Danny. Um, like some games are better if you wait a little bit. I mean, it's different for everybody. But for me, yeah, I'd rather wait a couple of years maybe to replay it. But uh, there's some there's some more gameplay if you want to 100% the game. And I definitely plan to do that after I finish it. Yeah, it really leaves the door open even after your successful run to go back because by the time I completed the game, I really only had like a small percentage of the items and like things available. So I'm sure there's like plenty more Mm. to see. Um, Even talking with TJ a bit, I think he managed like skip a whole fight like his first run and then encountered it a second or something. (laughs) And so there's like a lot to kind of unpack your second time through. And I think... I didn't even know you could do that. Well, it wasn't a... It was a mini boss... I, I found them, but out of order, and then I just used a weapon mm. and one one shotted them. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but if you even if you choose to a hundred percent it, and I and I get if you don't have time or that's not important to you, uh, there are a lot of really clever puzzles that'll like, mm. man, do they take mm-hmm. some? It takes a long time to figure a couple of them out, and when you do, you're just like, yes. Um, but I get it too. You know, time is short, and you want to experience other games. or got other stuff to do, but. If you got the time, 100% it, play it again, you'll enjoy it. It took me almost as long to finish 100%ing it as it did to beat the game. Um, but mm. oh, you, wow. you, I don't know. I'm sometimes a little slow with puzzles. <laughs> so <laughs> you might figure some of that stuff out a lot faster than me. Um, but yeah, if, if I had like 98%ed it, I would have been done a lot faster. But there's a couple puzzles that took me a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun to chip away at too. Like, oh, I'm going to go to this area because the map tells you if you have all the items in the area, right at the top. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, okay, today I'm just going to go to this area for a half hour and see what I can do. It's a fun little time to just pop in and do that mm. too. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think there's really a lot here, which kind of builds upon our idea of this is a sixty dollar game. 
Um, there's so much more beyond what's like immediately seen by people online. So I think there's right. a lot of depth there. Um, our final non-spoiler question is simply just what would you rate this game? And I'm going to ask you guys to who you would recommend this game to if it's like a universal recommendation or if maybe there's some caveats where you'd feel maybe it's not the best game for a certain type of gamer or person. Um, so looking kind of at our Discord responses, there were a couple perfect tens on here, which honestly is pretty rare in our Game of the Month episodes. Um, oh, wow. I would say overall we're probably averaging like a 9.5, 9.7. I didn't break out the calculator on this, but the lowest is 8.7, and that person mm. said it would go up once they played it more. So mm. really mm. high scores here. Um, what would you guys rate it, and who would you recommend this game to? I'll just get this out of the way. I am several hours in. I'm not done with the game yet, but it's a 9, 9.5 out of 10 for me. Um, I think the last part would just, if, you know, if the ending is as good as I've, you know, heard or have seen, I haven't seen anything yet. (laughs) I, (laughs) cause I don't want to spoil myself with this game. Um, I would most likely give it 10 out of 10, but for now I'm going to stick to 9, 9.5. I have not been disappointed. I like what I see. I love playing this game. I just need to just get to the finish line and then, ah, it'll be... (laughs) Then I can I can revel in the moment and be able to share the same feelings with you guys on like how amazing it is like after finishing the game. So that is my rating. Yeah, I'm with you. I would give it a nine. Um, I'm also not finished with the game, and I'm pretty sure by the time I'm done, it's gonna be even higher than that. But mm-hmm. I'm going with a nine right now. And who would I recommend this game to? Pretty much anybody except somebody who this is their first Metroidvania because it's I think it's a little too sophisticated for that and also you know some people i mean like danny's cousin some people just you just know they don't like short games so i probably wouldn't recommend this unless maybe i would recommend them to rent it or or, or borrow it uh but definitely to play it. oh that thank you for reminding me i forgot to mention who i recommend it to uh yes i recommend to it's a must play you know like i i think this is a must play game for anyone who has a switch um, mm. even if it is even even if you come in not having any sort of Metroidvania experience um, I think it's something that you can learn to play it might take a bit more time but I, yeah I definitely would think it's a must play for sure must buy on the Switch I would recommend this game to anybody obviously who's a Metroid fan because well it's kind of spoilery but we'll talk about it later but um, <laughs> anybody anybody who's a Metroid <laughs> fan for sure um, or anybody who's interested in metroid prime 4 because i have a feeling that somehow Hmm. this game is not related but it kind of will get them excited about it um i don't recommend this game to people who are maybe like not into these types of games what i mean is like who's not into like side scrolling games when you Mm. think about it a lot of games aren't side scrolling anymore yeah Mm. so any like the newer generation might not like this because they're gonna think this is old or or maybe just not exciting right because they want to play shooters all the time or you know certain the newer type of games yeah. so but anybody who likes exploration anybody who likes to discover things anybody who likes to backtrack and and things like that i would recommend this game too so you're saying people who play call of duty shouldn't play this game. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm hearing no no <laughs> i'm 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 half joking um <laughs> I'd give this game a 10 out of 10 easy, but um, I wouldn't universally recommend it. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's challenging. 
Um, like when we think of gamers, we might think of people like ourselves who are in discords and on shows and well-researched and very little of the audience is, is kind of like that, right? I, I have yeah. two other gamers yeah. in my house. I wouldn't recommend my wife or daughter play this game. Um, and, and the challenge level, uh, it's kind of a barrier. I don't think some people would enjoy that. Uh, and if mm-hmm. you're sensitive uh, to violence, it's not a graphic game, but some of the cutscenes when Samus destroys the monster or um, if an Emmy gets you, uh, and th- that was mm-hmm. in the demo before the game came out, but I mean, it stabs a, a metal spike through your throat. I mean, there's no blood or anything, but like that could trigger certain people. So um, mm-hmm. if it's a game for you, absolutely, it's a masterpiece. Go play it, even if you're you know slightly on the fence, but... Um, it's kind of a narrow audience who it would appeal to, in my opinion. So, um, mm. for universally, yeah, it, it's the top notch quality, amazing game. But when you think of like 80 to 90, maybe even a hundred million switch users at this point, that's a pretty broad audience, right? So you got to think of, you know, both sides of the bell curve, so to speak. So, um, I would not universally recommend it, but to anyone that it, seems to fit then within that niche audience i absolutely would yeah i agree with you i'm going to 9.5 and similar recommendation um this game's hard if you don't like big boss fights where they stress you out or dying a couple times stresses you out this probably isn't the right game um, i do pretty well with that but there were a couple fights later on in the game that kind of created that feeling in me and i'm like i don't know if i'm enjoying this game then i beat it i'm like okay i'm enjoying this game now um, so it's kind of like a love-hate for a little while, but ultimately the love like really weighed out the difficulty at times, but I could see that being far more frustrating for some to where, I don't know if people would ultimately trade their game in, but um, I could definitely see it putting a real pause on their progression in the game. So I think those are definitely things to consider. I want to just make a correction on my end, and TJ, you, you brought up a really good point. Like For all of us here, like we're... I would say we're pretty veteran gamers, right? Like we we've played quite a bit, and you know this sort of game does fit our interests. But for maybe for the average gamer, yeah, maybe you're right. Like maybe this isn't the best game to recommend. Um, I always have to remember that we we're talking to um, you know the average video gamer, the you know the list as a mm-hmm. listener, and so. Um, but I do have a question about this. Do you think because of what Metroid is? Is this the reason why um, this game isn't as popular as, as it should be? Like, is it just because like of the 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 way it is, like the topic? I mean, you no, know, no, because there's there's plenty of difficult, challenging, quote unquote, hardcore games that that sell better. That's kind of a mystery to me. I'm sure there's some good historical reasons I'm unaware of, but um, no, I, and I, I feel like this one's gonna sell really well. Um, I'm curious mm-hmm. on the numbers. Uh, but, but, mm. um, I, I guess the simple answer to that question is, uh, I, I don't think so. Okay. Sorry. I forgot to get my score. My score for the game would be a nine out of 10. I think it's amazing. I think it's great. I don't think it's perfect. And also to TJ's point, I wanted to say that I don't have any kids, but I did notice whenever I played with my cousin uh, who hates the new Metroid, um, his kid Dexter, um, when I play games with him. It's hard, like, it's so easy for me to just say, hey, press jump or press this button, press A. Hmm. But he's a kid. Like, you have to understand that it's not that easy. So, mm. for me, Metroid wasn't hard. It was challenging. It was fun. But I'm an adult. You know what I mean? So, I have to agree with that. I think they should make it a little easier for kids to kind of just get through it. That would be kind of cool. 
I agree. I feel like that could go a lot of different ways. And again, like TJ had mentioned, not to go super in depth. I don't know if that's a slider for like health for Samus or enemies. I don't know if it's simplifying controls because some of them are a little bit awkward. You're given so many abilities they kind of had to get creative with some of the implementation. But yeah, I think those are definitely valid points. And, you know, I think that's actually going to take us to where we have to go into the spoiler territory and to get over there. Unfortunately, we have to pass through an Emmy zone, which as we all know is pretty dangerous. Um, are you guys up for this? Are we well equipped? Are we going through this Emmy zone? Yeah, I think most of us are pretty well equipped. Oh, oh wait. Oh no! Ah! Oh my god, I gotta go guys. I'm not equipped. Alright, so for all our listeners, again, this is the explicit spoiler warning. Anything beyond here will kind of reveal the big plot points for the game and kind of the things we wanted to withhold from the beginning of the episode. So if you don't want to get spoiled, I'd close the episode right now. Alright, let's start the real episode, you guys. Who wants to do that scream real quick? Like, TJ, you got me here. <laughs> ah, no. Uh, <laughs> uh Oh, what a what a moment! I have a few moments from that game I I clipped, and and that was one of them. So I can just revisit them on my Switch whenever I want. Oh. Oh, man, yeah, what a game! Um, now that you know the curtain's kind of been lifted here, let's give like full on impressions with you know not holding anything back plot wise, item wise, anything. What did you guys think about this game and the implications that it kind of had on the series? Because we got some really big pieces of information here. I like the fact that they kind of, uh, the way they started out, it's, they kind of mesh the older games together and kind of bring you back to speed. Like what's going on with Samus. Um, the cool thing is that this game, we all kind of, it all, it came by surprise for all of us. You know, so um, the fact that they kind of reintroduce Fusion to us, uh, Zero Mission, I think even Super Metroid, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and, and then you see Samus like in her old suits and stuff. And then you see her like in this new futuristic looking suit. It's just, it's to me, that was amazing. Um, I just, I, I love that they did that. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about it? I, I loved it, especially how the ending really leaves the saga open. Okay, I know like this is the end of this storyline, but like the fact that Samus now has these Metroid abilities, but she also absorbed an ex from Quiet Robe who was of the tribe that could control the Metroid abilities implies she's flying off with this power that she can now control. Mm. Like, I want to see what's next. Uh, it just made me want another game almost almost instantly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I thought that was a, a neat twist, even though it, it foreshadows it pretty heavily that it's coming. Um, but I, I typed in the, the Metroid chat. I was like, guys, things are happening. And and there are things that like uh, <laughs> Daryl and, and Dragon are like, I know where you are right now. And I was like, I know. <laughs> uh, but I didn't want to go to the spoiler channel yet. Um, and like the, your heart rate picks up, your adrenaline pumps. You're like, let's, oh, I could, I just wanted to run to the conclusion. It, it was, it was so great. Um, but the story overall, they almost felt like they Star wars themselves. It really did, yeah, from an outside yeah. perspective. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like they didn't know where they wanted to go anymore, and they're just like, I mean, of course there's the you're my daughter, and I was just like, okay, game. <laughs> that, that, 
because that served no function to the story. But um, but th- there's some some kind of big plot holes. Uh, like the whole story is right. He didn't kill her in the beginning because he wanted the Metroid DNA to wake up. And I was like, okay, well, we got to have a reason. But like one of the biggest plot holes to me is um, when the, you destroyed the Emmy. Why didn't you just take the armor and put it on yourself? <laughs> right, because because the game is like the strongest stuff in the universe, and I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so some eye rolls there, um, but it's a sci-fi based game, and most people don't play Metroid for the deep story, right? You play it for the gameplay and exploration. So I'm willing to just kind of shrug some of that off, but. Uh, where this game's been in the oven for so long, I thought they could have fleshed out this story to be a little less eye rolly and and for me go, having my classic sigh, I'm just like, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost wonder like how much they sacrificed to make this an accessible game to people because um, a lot of people aren't familiar with Metroid. It's not a series that's sold historically well. So I wonder if they just wanted to tone it down a bit where they could have gone more in depth, had a little more of like a compelling plot. But at the end of the day, they did decide to tone it down. I'm, I don't know if we'll ever get the story behind, you know, why the story went the way that it did. But having that outside perspective of, you know, not really knowing anything beyond Samus as a girl going into this game, which is better than a lot of people, honestly. Um, <laughs> like the big reveals in this game, a lot of them didn't really hit me. Like the one that did was when she blew up Adam at the end because she kind of like saw through everything. But the reveal of like the I'm your father moment, things like that. Um, it was good to hear, like, even as a fan of the series, you kind of rolled your eyes because that didn't really impact me too much. I just kind of took that in stride as, like, an okay moment. Like, okay, I'm like, that makes sense, I guess, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it didn't feel quite as impactful, but I feel like what really carried the end of the game was just the momentum where you were getting items that almost felt like it broke the game, like the space jump thing, the screw attack. I feel like mm-hmm. at that point... I could just like breeze through any terrain, no problem. Like mm-hmm. I was just mm-hmm. one-shotting people by spinning into them like over and over and over. Yeah. And so it felt like it really snowballed from an action perspective and the story was still moving along, but I don't necessarily feel like the story was like the full-on driving force that went to that explosive conclusion, you know? But, and, and I don't know if, you, I don't want to talk too much, but I feel like the ending made up for it though. Yeah. Like when he has her by the throat and she has the moment with the scream Mm-hmm. And then her as like in her Metroid suit and the cannon at the end. And we still got the classic three minute timer to run to the ship. Yeah. I was like, how are they going to pull all of that? Just made me overlook all those other things I was talking about. I don't know if you feel that way, Danny, but I was that ending. I was just like, I had to catch my breath afterward. Yeah, that was great. Um, for me, I just, the ending was just when she was screaming, I was like, this is awesome. I don't yes. know. I, I kind of wanted to scream with her. Yes. <laughs> in a female voice like i wanted to scream like that like i wanted to scream like samus it was it was it was just awesome and like while i was doing this i don't know how you guys played like on screen or on portable but i was actually playing portable at this time and the moments i played portable um i don't know they just seemed more they just it was more inclusive like i was just there yes more um i just feel like that's the best way to play maybe um you feel the rumble you just you just hear the sounds you're you're in control of the whole map you know it's right there in your face and the the chase i knew that was going to happen i mean it's a classic metroid thing but um i don't know just the fact that you're like kind of overpowered and you have this beastie beam and you can actually hold the beam while you're running and stuff was kind of cool still you know what i mean something about that you just shoot anywhere and you're like all right cool like 
this is like an ability you wish you had in the beginning, but you know what I mean? Just because it would be fun to see how like that would affect the gameplay. But the fact that you get this at the very end, her suit and how everything looks. And then the fact that like, um, man, I forget the name of the, what's the, what's the other, um, Ravenbeak, not Ravenbeak, quiet robe. Yeah. Quiet robe. When quiet robe kind of tells you, um, Oh, don't, don't touch the, the, the ship. Cause you're going to drain mm-hmm. the power. That was kind of cool, you know yeah, what I mean? And, and, yeah. and he, he kind of sacrificed himself, right? Mm-hmm. To like to kind of like dumb down the power of the of the Metroid or take away the power of the, of the Metroid and for her to just be like calm and cool and collected. And that was to me that was pretty cool. I don't know. I mean, I know you guys said you guys predicted like Adam uh being like the, the villain. Yeah. But I, I really didn't. Usually I'm I'm kinda it's kind of weird because when I watch shows and stuff, I'm very like, oh, okay, this is going to happen. And I'm pretty, I'm usually right. But maybe this time, because I didn't like breeze through the game, I kind of like took my time. I wasn't paying too much attention to that aspect. And it it, it did kind of catch me by surprise a little bit. So, so I, to me, it's just out, out of gaming context. My wife and I are watching the, we love Agatha Christie and Hercule Poirot. It's murder mysteries, old school ones. And they every short story's been adopted on BBC, and we just discovered this, so we, we watched them, and we've not read the short stories yet, so we try to predict them. So I've been in big like, who's the bad guy mode, and I was like, he's giving me information that I cannot corroborate. Yeah. And anytime that happens in a murder mystery, you That's just <laughs> don't trust that person. And, I, yeah. and and then he never called her lady, right? He calls you lady in the ship. Yeah, and he did right. throughout. He did throughout fusion. That's true. That's true. But he never calls you lady. And and I might be biased, but I swear they sound a slightly different. I feel like the real Adam is the mm. tiniest bit high pitched and sounds a little more natural. Uh. And that might be my own personal bias wanting to find something. But I kept listening to it back and forth. Um, so that part didn't like blow me away, but it did make me want to see. Like I didn't know where it was going like after she shot through the the monitor i was like hmm like so it wasn't like i figured the whole game out uh, but just that i never trusted him so it, it's not that i like knew it knew it but when it happened i wasn't surprised i was like aha mm. i was watching you <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah and one did giveaway is that the fact that right when you teleport to that scene it becomes a cutscene, and that's never happened in the game. Like mm-hmm. you walk into the into the mm-hmm. atom, you know the 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 space where Adam's in, and you you know Samus puts her cannon in there. But like at this point, it's like, okay, like they're kind of like showing me something, like something different's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was still pretty cool. Yeah, what's kind of clever about all of it too is whenever I ran into Adam in the map, I was relieved because of his functionality. Because you could save there, he'd like give you map data, kind of pointed you in the right direction. So mm-hmm. it almost instilled like this trust in him that I feel like once the twist happened, it made it a little more impactful. And we talked about how, you know, the big I'm your father reveal is kind of Star Wars-y. The whole Adam thing could have been very like Wizard of Oz, but it didn't feel that way. It felt like it was very well pulled off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if a lot of it was just the functionality of him throughout the map. Um he wasn't always like a primary focus as I was playing through because I was too worried about, you know, blasting the next boss, getting to the next area, things like that. But I, I just thought they did a really good job of implementing him, but not too much to where too many people were suspicious of him. So I think that was yeah. one of the bigger twists for me in the game that hit pretty hard. I I did like though Sam he's like join me it's the only option and and she does <laughs> not even hesitate she just instantly blows 
Yeah, yeah she knows. In a way. And I think that adds to the characterization <laughs> we were talking about earlier. I yes. mean, I, I'd say the cutscenes in total of this game, less than 20 minutes, but you get yeah. so much out of Samus and, and the voice actor, mm-hmm. or even when she's talking to Quiet Robe, when she spoke Chozo, it's like, yes, it's like yes, a sentence, yes, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, I kind of got giddy up at that part. I was like, yeah. right, this is dope. This is cool. You know, like, I want to hear her speak any language. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> speak Spanish. I don't care. Yeah. Just, just speak. <laughs> I, I actually home paused and I was like making sure I appreciated how monumental that was. I was like, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way she says it too, she's like, I will, I will finish this. And I was like, yeah, you will. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's so good. So good. And then when you think about the fact that this is supposed to be the same lady from Other M, and it's like, wow, what happened? <laughs> yeah, so, someone said her reaction to Craig, where she charges the cannon, that was like their apology letter for how she reacted to Ridley and Other M. Because <laughs> that's how she's supposed to react, right? This giant thing's like, I'm going to kill you. And she's like, you can try, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that part when uh, at the end, you know how there's always like a cinematic part where you kind of counter or you just yes. shoot missiles? Yes. yes. When, when, when Kraid shoots a belly bullet at you and she sidesteps it like nothing, yeah. oh my God, like that's just <laughs> so sick. That's Samus to me, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. I, I love that part. I love parts like that. And that happens a lot in this game. That's Yeah, and I thought the sickest one... Uh, when you fight the Chozo warrior infected with the X mm-hmm. and yeah. she just stomps his bottom jaw to the ground, puts <laughs> the cannon in his mouth. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, am I playing doom here? Like what's going on? But it was awesome. <laughs> so we were, we're kind of talking a bit about, you know, these boss fights, more key fights. Did you guys have a favorite fight or moment? Let's maybe go like favorite boss or mini boss. And then also favorite Emmy that you encountered because all of those were a little bit different too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I forgot the real name. Um, the Flappy Bird boss I thought was the hardest. Yeah. Um, but the one with the tentacles that the one that's freezing everything up, right? And you got to like kill him, and you have the little running scene. I call it Flappy Bird. We got to go between the, the energy <laughs> things. But uh, I thought that was the hardest one in the game, so I felt the most accomplished <laughs> when I beat it. Because um, the final boss, I don't call it disappointing, but like he almost excessively telegraphs his moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, I just learned this pattern. Okay, I beat the guy. Um, I, w- I wish he would have been a little more hardcore. Um, so I don't know. I So most accomplished and kind of at the end, I felt the most pumped would be the Flappy Bird boss. Otherwise, this might sound cheesy, but the very first boss. No, yeah, I'm, I'm with you because, uh, and it's not because I haven't been beating the game. I've beaten other bosses. But that one stands out to me because it seemed to have like the most different faces to the battle and the more mechanics. And I think also part because we were kind of, everyone was pretty much new to the game and maybe we hadn't played a Metroidvania in a while. So kind of getting used to boss fights again and good ones at that. So yes. yeah, that one stands out to me. Very memorable. Yeah, it set the tone, right? It set the tone. That's, yes. what, that's what made it memorable because it was first. <laughs> Right, um, I kind of liked, I kind of liked them all. I don't really have a favorite. I just, I love the fact that this game actually makes you feel engaged when you're fighting a boss, and that's kind of rare in games these days. Um, it starts off side scrolly, you know, you shoot missiles and things, and then the enemy will shoot something that you destroy, and it kind of gives you health back and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gets to a certain point where you have to counter. You don't have to. I mean, you can still just keep throwing 
energy shots, missiles. But if you counter, you just you kind of want to do that in a way. Sometimes right. I'll actually die just because I'm like, oh, I missed the counter. Yeah. I yeah. want to see the cinematic. Yes, and it, yes. that's kind of weird for me to do that. You know, to to lose at the game. But um, I just love those scenes so much. I think that that's like something that needs to stay in Metroid. It kind of like evolved the gameplay a little bit. Um, I have to agree though. The last boss was he wasn't easy, but he was like easier than other bosses as far as like getting the pattern down. Yeah, because I think it's because he has like three phases. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of makes sense, you know. But at the same time, it was still enjoyable to me when you see Samus, you know, absorb the energy and her become the the suit just turned different color and it's just yes. it's all spiky. That that to me was just I don't know. I just I loved that part, you know. So that was kind of cool. Oh, that visual, yeah, was incredible. Yeah, I really liked the experiment uh, Z fifty seven fight. Um, that was the one, I don't even know how to describe him. He kind of like hung from the ceiling. I think it was the flappy bird fight, right? That's one of his phases yeah. where he's throwing the energy at you. Yeah. I liked yeah. that one a lot in almost more of the late game bosses, just because you had more abilities and a little more freedom in how you wanted to fight. Um, hmm. watching playthroughs and boss fights from other people. It's always interesting because as I watch different people play, it almost feels like a different boss because they tackle them so differently. Um, mm-hmm. I really spammed the space jump once I had it quite a bit and just like staying in the air trying to avoid attacks or bait attacks and then kind of counter right. by doing that and I just felt like that boss really implemented a lot of the abilities and things you kind of learned and you almost had to like adapt on the fly because all of a sudden there's this big wind gust and you're getting pushed into an energy wall and there's energy things flying at you the flappy bird portion and it just felt like really epic to me maybe a little more epic than some of the other fights I didn't really care for the squid guy um that wasn't mm. like a super exhilarating fight for me. I was just kind of glad to be done with him. So, <laughs> yeah, I think the experiment was definitely my favorite boss fight and one I definitely want to go back to. Um, we talked a bit about Ravenbeak. What do you guys think about him as a character as a whole? Because besides Sam, it's like this is one of the other big pieces here. Could the final boss have been a little more compelling? Do you think this worked and didn't overshadow Samus? Uh, maybe just general thoughts on that guy? I they they kind of Darth Vadered him, right? He's just blinded by power. Um, but at the same time, I don't know what else they could have done in the in the fifth entry of a series. How much backstory they would have given this this villain? So right, I, I thought he, mm-hmm. he got the job done. I mean, could he have been better? Yeah, but that maybe would have drawn the game out longer. And and he was cool enough. I'll take it because <laughs> he he has that moment in the final fight, right, where you knock you shoot one wing off. Yeah, <laughs> he just grabs the other one yeah. and just rips it off. Doesn't like, care, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that adds a lot of depth in that couple seconds right there. So it was serviceable. He was all right. Not the best part of the game, but not. I don't have any major complaints. Yeah, I have to agree. When I when I saw him in the very beginning, I was like, "Oh, this is cool." There's actually like, it made me feel like finally, Metro in the Metroid universe, there's a character who actually is equal to Samus. Mm. It's not just a monster who can't right. speak. You know what I mean? Uh, there's somebody else on that planet who is actually against Samus and has actually has a mind uh, to think and to try to like counterattack. But then it, when it gets to the end, it kind of reminds me of, yeah, it kind of it, similar to like how Zelda does where like they'll have like a, a villain in the beginning, but then the vi- the main villain isn't really the main villain. There's some, there's someone bigger mm. later, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like a puppet almost. But in this case, I was expecting Ridley to be like the Ganon, right? Oh, and yeah, yeah. That didn't happen, so that was kind of like, uh, like I kind of wanted that, but um, it was still cool. It was still cool for what it is, you know. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, kind of beyond all of that, too, another big selling point for this game were the Emmy. So what did you guys think about the Emmy zones? For me personally, like I really enjoyed them at the start of the game, and it was kind of cool towards the end because there's, what, seven of them throughout the game. Um, I got a little tired of them. It was cool. Like They had cool moments when they started to learn what I was doing, and that was really creepy. Like How did it know I was going to go to that wall or things? But at mm-hmm. times it felt like they almost camped like next to a door. The guy that shocks you and freezes you was like really annoying to deal with. And then I got to the point where when I had the screw jump and the space jump and things, I felt like I could breeze past the Emmy and they weren't quite as effective, which maybe they were trying to highlight like now suddenly you've conquered the Emmy. But I don't know, it kind of weared off on me over time. I did like the idea of them being sent there initially to kind of scout around and then them turning on you. That was like a really cool aspect to them. But like what are your guys' general impressions about kind of their design and implementation in the game? I was surprised they were restricted to zones yeah. because the the trailers didn't make it seem that way, but they almost had to be without the game being annoying. I would have liked one that wasn't. I would have liked your final one. Mm. You had to, you know, outsmart it and it could go anywhere. Um right. but there's really only 5, right? Cuz the first one you encounter is busted and it teaches you about the alpha cannon. And then the seventh one, you just, you know, use your Metroid powers and go yoink, which that one had the power bomb. It could have been a cool fight. That could have been the one that chased you all over. But um, they're they're well done overall. They weren't what I expected. But yeah, but by the end, I was just like, okay, game. Like, I'm just going to eventually run by this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I liked them and they were smarter than I thought. I was like, and, and the first playthrough, especially the first couple, I was like, they scare you. Right? Yes. They can hear you from far away, oh, yeah. right? Um, they're smart. They change their patterns. And I was like, this overall, I was impressed with them. Um, I just wanted that bigger encounter with the final one. I kind of like them. Um, I mean, I mean, I know later on you get more powerful, so you kind of just like jump through. But when in the beginning, I did get kind of scared sometimes. Like when an Emmy would creep up, you would hit a little beeping sound and you're like, oh, let me find a hole to like crawl in and cloak myself. And mm-hmm. um and there's times where like I died many times because I know um, they were saying about the uh, the scene the the cutscene to like when the enemy kind of injects you, it takes a while. But I mean, I think there's a reason for that because they're all kind of different, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And so the timing's always different on mm-hmm. when you can mm-hmm. counter. Yes. So I think that was the the point Nintendo was trying to make, you know, with that with that part. But um, I there was a time in between. I think it was like a purple. No, no a yellow uh, Emmy that was trying to get me and there was like water and I didn't have the gravity yet. Yeah. And um, that was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. That was kind of tough. Yeah. Like I would wait for the Emmy to leave and my, you know how you're, what's it called? Aeon, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Aeon would deplete and it would leave, but it would still be there. Like it would leave from my sight, but it would still be there. And like yeah. as, as, as soon as that light hit me, I would have to like roll around to, to <laughs> replenish it and then hide back in the same spot. So that happened a lot of times. So I did have some troubles with it. So, um, I like the fact that it kind of broke up the momentum, which Metroid games usually you kind of just run through. Mm-hmm. I like that it slowed it down mm-hmm. a bit, kind of gave it like a stealthy type, maybe like a yeah. Batman or, or or Metal Gear type of feeling to it. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and I, I like the idea too of, of Samus is strong, but she's not invincible. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and some of that where the Emmys get easier at the end, I think, is, is to help you feel more powerful, yeah. right? Uh, but um, I also like too. They get turned off, and you're like, "Oh, I'm safe." Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, "Yay!" I, I gonna, and then they come <laughs> back, and you're like, "Oh, 
and then you're that dread that you know just you know i guess that's what the game's called but that sense uh, of dread comes back and you're just like okay we're back to this again i can do i got new abilities how can i stay alive because even though you can move around and do a lot more stuff like they're, they're smarter too now they can see through walls now they're faster now they can shoot something to stun you i liked that they yeah. weren't all identical i thought that was cool mm-hmm. yeah i think even just beyond well to expand on the point of them not being identical the big part for me with the ME were being able to actually eliminate them and trying to find like that gap in the zone to where you could hold down the blaster button enough to like melt their core, charge up your shot and hit them. And there were times where they were like breathing on me and I'm just like praying my beam gets charged yeah. up enough so I can blast <laughs> their head off. Um, that was always fun. TJ, I liked your point about them being in different gates. I wasn't expecting that all. And because of that, like midway towards the end of the game, even the ME became one of like the disappointments for me because I was a big selling point for the game. And they were cool, mm-hmm. but it got to the point where I knew where the gates were. I could like run in and out real quick, maybe discover a little more of the zone. But when I when I was outside of the zone, maybe I like barely escaped the ME. They couldn't get me. I could pull up the map, kind of game plan where I had to go. And it kind of eliminated mm-hmm. some of the dread or fear from the ME because I didn't have to make like a split second decision if I've already gone through the zone maybe once or twice the first time you're in a zone is terrifying because you don't know where you're going yes Um, yes. but beyond that it kind of loses some of its appeal i think the strongest thing with the emmy is just the sound design the beeping and whistling whoever came up with that incredible like terrifying (laughs) just the sound the bleakness how it's like gray on your map the different doors are like black and white and it just creates like this fear of dread and and the game goes kind of grainy, right? Almost like a horror film. and Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then when they lock onto you, that music mm. starts playing, and it just yells at you, like, run, like, take off. Yes. And even if I know where I'm going, there's still that slight bit of panic, like, man, I really hope I land this grapple because I have to get out of here. This guy's, like, hightailing it towards me. So I think it yeah. highlighted a lot of good aspects about the game. It just didn't highlight or was implemented in the way that I kind of expected it to going into the game. Yeah, but I, I was torn because I don't know what else they would do because... If the thing gets you too much, you're not going to want to play anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of a hard balance. Mm. But I loved that they were built into the design, right? Abilities were gated behind them, but you couldn't get to them until you had abilities to get to the central core, which was kind of like a, a throwback to Mother Brain. I don't know if you agree, Danny or Serge, um, right? That It's like that brain thing controlling. Mm. So I kind of yeah. had a little, little Mother yeah. Brain feeling. And it had those little, those little um, the red rings. rings. Yeah. Little orange. Yeah. 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 I, thought, I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I like where you have, it kind of prevented some sequence breaking, uh, but it was done so brilliantly, it just flowed through the game. You're like, okay, I got to go here to go to A, to go to B, to get the ability here, to go back to the ME zone, to get this, to right. get to this. But it was, it was, it was brilliant. Um, we, we talked last mm-hmm. week about how Metroidvania devs must be some of the smartest people in the world. And whoever did this game, well, I mean, I know we do, we can read the credits, but they did an incredible job with it. Yeah, and and to your guys' point, like I know that once you leave the area, like you're kind of safe, like you already know. Um, and it's sometimes you feel like a sign of relief because if at in the beginning it's it's a little more scary, but at the same token, like once you actually get into those areas, like you can just jump around do whatever, just kill enemies, counter enemies. But then once you get into the area, you start hearing that noise. You see the the screen get a little grainy, especially in the beginning. I feel like hmm. it kind of creates this feeling like okay i need to slow down i need to actually think about what i'm doing i need to try to shoot a wall or find like an opening where i can hide i think that's kind of cool too that nintendo did that 
Yeah, and that that last Emmy fight, yeah, you have say. to shoot your way out, right? Oh yeah, like yeah. You, you're immediately blocked. I love that when you have the alpha cannon, it comes right for you because you're like, I can take you on, and it's like, can you? <laughs> yeah, and you're trying to shoot the blocks and find your way around. Yeah, that was that was wild. Yeah, there are different like cinematics where you're about to get attacked, and then like a cinematic happens, and then you're able to like run. With that last Emmy, you're like trapped behind a wall and you don't see the hidden block you can destroy and it's coming at you. And for just a second, I started to put my controller down thinking it was a cinematic so there's nowhere to go. And then it started breathing on me and I was like, crap, I got to go. And so I just start blasting everything and trying to like get out of there. And so they definitely redeemed themselves with the last Emmy. I feel like it got a little dry towards the middle. There were definitely some that were frustrating, like the ones that could freeze you or stun you. I, th- I thought those were obnoxious, but... Um, overall, yeah, I think they were implemented very well. Um, kind of beyond the Emmy too. I mean, I'm the one here with the least amount of Metroid experience. Is there anything else you guys really wanted to highlight that needs to be under the spoiler territory? Something that I kind of just thought about. Um, I loved all the boss fights, even the mini bosses. They were fun. Um, but I did notice that the a lot she's of the a boss. Girl. <laughs> yeah, she's a girl now. <laughs> I've been a Metroid fan all these years, but I uh, just realized she's a girl. <laughs> no, but um, I did notice that uh, this game didn't really have um, it didn't really utilize the uh, secondary like power ups to actually defeat bosses, mm. which would have been kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like imagine like a boss where like you kind of stun it, and then like all of a sudden like it falls to the floor, and then you you morph ball into the body, and like you do a power bomb oh, or something. Nice. That'd be kind of cool, you know. I think Metroid Prime did that really well. Yes. Um. I mean, they were still fun. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. Uh, the powers were kind of underutilized. Some of them were. Yeah. Yeah. The, and there's a couple bosses people found out. Like you can shine spark the experiment one and one hit him. And if you sequence break, you can actually morph ball and put bombs in Craig's belly. But that's for like players that are going to be advanced and figure that out. But yeah, it wasn't oh, wow. oh, crazy. Part, of the, part of the game. I would have loved to like, maybe you had to use the scanner to find the weak spot on the boss, right? Yeah. Or, that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, something like that. Um, that that is that is a solid point. Um, now I'm like rethinking every boss fight, but <laughs> <laughs> um, even when it comes to the Emmys, like um, it was kind of cool, like having the Omega Cannon and like changing the perspective. It kind of like made it a little different from older Metroid games. Um, yes. Even that, I mean, as the Emmys got harder, they could have made it so that Samus would like m- kind of aim in like. 360 degree angle maybe or like the the Emmy would kind of move differently you know what I mean and not just up and down mm. that would have made it a little harder a little more tense um certain things like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah a little little variety I yeah. do like to remind you how to use the cannon every time they're like you got to blow up yeah. the door which is basically a stationary <laughs> Emmy yeah yeah um my my only other gripe would probably be with the certain abilities like they don't stay relevant for very long like you get the double jump. Mm. Mm-hmm. but it's not long until you get space jump and i mean yeah. i like that it's there because you had to use it in clever ways to eventually get to where you get space jump but then space jump makes the grapple beam irrelevant um yeah. and i mean oh, i yeah, guess that's, that's going to be inevitable but it just felt like a couple of the abilities felt like they were made irrelevant pretty quickly but then i'm like okay well if you don't then you're changing the pacing of the game which i really like so like all of this is really minor um, but you know, if you force me to, you know, pick it apart, I'm still going to give it a 10. Cause I feel like it did it, what it set out to do. I feel like it accomplished, you know, basically perfectly, but, um, yeah, that, I, I guess they you know that that'd be my, la- my final minor quibble with the game. 
Um, unless Danny does another mind blowing one that makes me go, huh? But uh, <laughs> no, um, I mean, I, I have to agree with that though. Like, like when I got the space, the what, what do they call it? The double jump? Oh, space boost or no, something, something, spin boost, something. spin boost. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool that if they utilize it more. I felt like you only use it like in a couple of areas, like a handful of areas, and yeah. or even like the uh, what's that bomb that kind of like spreads out? Oh, the cross bomb. You get that at the end. Yeah. And you use it only for like two or three parts, and it's, it, it would have been cool to just use that way more, like a little bit more at least. Yeah, you know? that, that comes in puzzles when you go to 100%, but yeah, it's not really a part of the main game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Some of the item use was like really annoying too, like when you got the space jump and you're underwater and you have to like time your jumps to jump in a line from like one platform to another. I'm like, why is this necessary? But that um, was like a key transition to the game to do that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it was tough, but it was genius though because when you got the the double jump, you had to do that. So the game was kind of teaching you already. Because that oh, was the, yeah. that was the one time I got lost, and I was like, "Where do I go?" And yeah. I was like, oh, "There's a big gap in the water. I can go there." Um, yeah. <laughs> did you guys have trouble with that though? Like actually getting to the gap? I did. I did. I, I didn't why, even but... like visually see it. Like I just couldn't notice it yeah. for some reason. I I didn't. But for some reason, I couldn't jump over the gap. Like I couldn't, it, I, I didn't get what was going on. And then I was like, oh, okay. You could just keep continuing jumping. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not higher. Yeah. But an older match, like super, I stink with the space jump, like timing it. But this game, it, it wasn't bad. Um, but yeah. Oh, I lost my other point. <laughs> <laughs> You're all good. Um, are there other points you guys wanted to kind of highlight here? Oh, I, I remembered now. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you guys thought it was weird. One, you got you could get power bomb ammo before you got the power bombs, and it's like, yes, this is for an unknown item. But if you've ever yeah. played Metroid, you're like, yeah, I, I know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no clue because I got one early, and then I went through the entire game. I was like, oh my gosh, I missed a power up, and then you get it right at the end. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> Fake Adam tells you about the gravity suit, and I mean the gravity suits in every game, but like if you're a new player, like. I felt it weird. He was just like, hey, there's a better version of your suit over there. Um, and then he just oh, says, yeah. when you have to fix the the, um, the the heating in the planet, he's like, there must be a really powerful ability over there. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's the screw attack, which just kills everything. But like, yeah, some of that, like, I don't remember the other games, like telling you in advance that more is coming. Right, right. Yeah, that part was a little tough for me. The uh, when the doors are frozen, that's when I kind of lost like my like where I was going. Oh, okay. Uh, did you guys have issues there too, or no? Because the map told you which ones were frozen. Yeah, I started doing that at a certain point, but it's kind of odd because it makes you go into a different like area. Like it makes you use like elevators. It kind of makes you go around, right? Yeah, it made you real go a really long way. Yeah, which was abnormal, but. I guess they're trying to give the game a different feel. Mm-hmm. But I did like in that moment, those guys that explode like really did damage. Like it, it really changed the environment there. Um, gave some Hollow Knight vibes, uh, which which I like too. When the X came out, like, did you guys like that? That's when I, the part I was saying, like you start to feel powerful and then all the X come out. And you're yes, like, yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every enemy is now a danger, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, remember, yeah, I noticed that. I forgot the area, um, but I went left into a room and there's like two flying guys and like three spiders. You're trying to drop vertically. It's it's right before you get to the mini boss fight with the two little Samus yes. clones. That it was just regular enemies, and I got absolutely wrecked. And I was like, "Oh, 
I'm going to have to really change how I play. <laughs> and I love that. Like it felt like a, a whole new game. Like I'm really powerful, but and you talked about that last week, Serge, right? Like, yes, that cycle of I'm strong. No, I'm not. And this game did it, <laughs> did it wonderfully. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even um, the game kind of introduces like flying enemies a lot and they're, they're pretty similar for the most part. But then when you get to like the icy area, um, this, this is like this ice bat or something and you keep shooting it. Did you guys do that? And then all of a sudden it just shows out, it shoots out like this freeze beam on both sides. Yeah. That thing is annoying. Like I thought it was just your typical little bat, but it wasn't. Yeah. And it does a lot of damage. I'm like, man, this is, this is cool. Like uh, you shouldn't just keep shooting everything. Like you actually have to pay attention to what's going on. Yes. Or like the little magma uh, ball that one of the enemies throws and it just explodes the whole screen. Yeah. And it was like in that little spot where you can only be in your morph ball. (laughs) It's like, I'm just going to tank this and run. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That one shocked me. I was like, I loved it. Yeah. You could feel that you feel the system vibrate if you're playing handheld. And then, yeah, it was so, so immersive. Yeah, the the areas too, like they kind of amaze me. I mean, I know the Switch doesn't have this kind of crazy graphical like prowess. Like it's not it's not anything like extreme. But when I when I discovered a new area, because I guess because I played all these other Metroids, um, like when I saw the rain, I can't remember the the area name. Um, but when I saw the rain hitting like the 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 outside, like that was kind of cool. Or like yes. somebody mentioned earlier, the lighting, like you you break like this this these squares above you, like this this floor, and like the light shines down on you. I'm like that is that's cool. That's that's different. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. they do these kind of cool little tricks that kind of change the way the the game just feels as opposed to the older games. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I agree. And you just look back and think, we've never had that before. So yeah, yeah, and and I like the, the callback too, um, linking to super. You power bomb like you run through the glass tube, and I was like, I know what to do this time. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's when it just opens the game wide open for that to go toward the ending. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought that was so cool. Um, I have to show my my Metroid ignorance real quick. She's got that green dot right on her hand that she's absorbing things with through the game. And this is probably just me being sleep deprived. Did she have that similar piece in the other games? I thought it was at, like, she woke up with it, right? Or did she have that in the other Metro? On the palm of her hand? Yeah. Or suit? I don't know, actually. Hmm. Because I don't really know. In that case, like, I don't remember. To show, you know, if you're listening and screaming at me, I'm sorry. But uh, th- then I was thinking, like, well, the whole she's a Metroid thing. Like, hello, it's been broadcasted all game. She's been... Because when she wakes up from the initial attack, she looks at it, right? And she's like, what is this? I don't know. I'm going to go shoot things. But uh, (laughs) uh, like, I'm like, hello, she's been absorbing stuff the whole game. So then I was like, man, if I knew my Metroid history, then I maybe wouldn't have been so shocked by the big twist at the end. Um, So I guess that time ignorance was bliss. But I didn't know if you guys remembered from the other games or not. I I couldn't recall. but I, I feel Honestly, like I don't remember. I feel like Raven Beak installed it to do his whole plan. Mm. But I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Uh, How did you guys like the suit? I, I kind of felt like it was very modern and futuristic and just kind of bad. Like, I don't know, compared to the older suits. What did you guys think? It was a lot more dynamic and just felt more powerful at the end. Um, I think that really hammered home. Like, you'd played through this game, you've progressed, your suits changed so much as you've grown more powerful. But the suit at the end just exceeded anything you've seen to that point and it's like wow like the amount of power she probably has right now is just unreal and so 
I thought it was good. Um, it was nice to see something a little more than just a change in like coloration. Um, mm-hmm. It felt very dynamic and powerful. So those were kind of my initial thoughts. But TJ, what did you think? I liked um, the suit felt more organic, like it was a, a part of her. You can like the sinews almost look like like that muscle fiber. Yeah, was throughout it. It was like in other games, you got the feeling like lady is in suit suit is strong lady is good at (laughs) this felt like this felt like there was no separation between the two Mm. uh, the way it was designed like it looked like like her and the suit were one being and it to me it felt that way throughout the the game so i i I loved it It it's my favorite design did you guys ever get like whenever you saw her using new power that wasn't introduced before or even like the something as simple as a counter do you ever feel like that'd be cool to see her using those abilities that can smash or something? All the time. Oh, yeah. The more I played yeah, this we... game, the more depressed I got. I'm like, why isn't yes. this in Smash? She's so boring in Smash. Charge up the beam and run. I hate playing Samus's online. Even just like yeah, her she... dash attack. Like, I loved using that ability oh. where you just press A and you can like zoop across. I forget the name of it, like phase shift or yes. something. Yes. 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 Super yes. cool. The yes. counter's cool. I don't even like counters in Smash, but hers is like awesome. So, yeah. yeah, there's so much they could do with her, and it's really sad that we don't have any of that. She needs a, a redesign, you know. For sure. Because yeah. you already have Dark Samus could be the old Samus. Give her the the mm. Dread update. And, and this is a, a, a little off the cuff, but random. After I, I thought I was going to get the, the two Amiibo after I beat the game. But then I looked at it. One of the Amiibo is the White Emmy, which starts yeah. broken. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like the amiibo is totally inaccurate. Like you don't even, you never see it in one piece, and you kill yeah, it right away. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> I was like, what a weird choice. I don't know if they didn't want to put color on it, so you didn't, it didn't spoil anything. But like, I don't know. I was like, that's lame. I don't want this thing. So it saved me money. <laughs> but, uh. Nice. So with all this kind of said about the game, what do you guys expect going forward? Like, is Metroid back for the long haul? Um, obviously, with the ending of the game and the revelation that you know she's Metroid, what kind of implications or direction do you think this is going to go going forward? I just think it's a good direction for Metroid in general. The fact that we had to wait for Metroid Prime 4 for them to start over, and it was a good choice for Nintendo to bring in a new Metroid game just out of nowhere hmm. um that alone is just it's, 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 it speaks volumes to what they think about the series still um there's some of their older franchises that they don't really bring back and this is one that they actually still kind of care about even in 2021 so i think that's pretty cool that they're still trying to revive the franchise even though it doesn't always sell well it really n- never has so I'm, i have high hopes for much Prime four i i do too and then then to Echo Surge, just that it, it it was Metroid's out there. It's talked about, right? It's it's yes part of culture, you know, video g- gaming culture, pop culture, um, and the story, right? The, the characterization we got out of Samus, I think, opens up great possibilities, like to, for a new story arc with her, um, her new powers. Uh, I told someone I, I would love a game where like you start pretty powerful with her but it's still a challenge and you get even more abilities or i'd even play like a reverse metroidvania like you start with all of your abilities and you slowly lose them as the story progresses (laughs) i I would i would love something like that but i what makes me excited is that there's like now this wide open possibility and there's good reason and optimism to believe that whatever comes next can also be great 
Um, I hope they mm. don't try to get too cheeky like other M or, you know, something like that. <laughs> keep keep the formula what it needs to be. Um, story-wise, you run out of like, okay, why'd this lady lose her powers again? So that's why I was kind of, you know, toying right. with some of those other ideas. But I'm excited. I feel like it's back. I don't think it's going to be 19 years before the next 2D Metroid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I'll be really old by then. Um but uh, yeah, I'm I'm optimistic, and I think it's back. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think it's been a big hit for them. I think it will continue to be. Um, and with the way that the story ended, they really can't go back to the idea of she loses her powers to start, because I think a lot mm. of people would be upset at this point in the story if that were to happen. Right. We've already seen that iteration a couple times, and it's just built up to too much to really go back to that. So I honestly have no direction or no idea of which direction they're going to go. I don't envy the people that have to decide where to go from here, but I trust <laughs> them. And I think, you know, it'll be a solid experience, maybe a different experience from what we're used to seeing because they experiment with a lot of different things in this game. Um, the boss fights felt like really grand for a Nintendo game. Some of the cinematics to start were like awesome. And then it just transitioned right into the fight. And I was like, Oh wait, like I have to fight this big worm type thing right now. Um, the cinematics <laughs> over and now it's like attacking me. So I think they've opened a lot of potential to have like a really high quality follow-up to this. And I almost don't want it to be super sudden and rushed because this sat in the oven for a long time and came out just right. So I know we've been talking for quite some time and this episode's running a little bit long, but this has been, you know, such a fantastic game. Do you guys have any closing thoughts or, you know, kind of questions that we wanted to air out real quick? I think um, I'd... I didn't think I'd uh, hit that point, but I think I'm talked out about Metroid Dread temporarily. I mean, I, I, there's, you could always talk about more and finer points, but uh, you know that's why we have the Discord for. I just, I'm still like, you, you say Metroid, and I'm, I'm so happy. Like, I, like I said, I expected a good game, <laughs> but I, I got a master class. To me, this is a top five all time favorite game in, in, in history, and I've been gaming probably longer than a lot of our audience has been alive. Uh, <laughs> I I love this game, um, and and I'm just thrilled because I feel like that's what we needed. Like, not that the Switch is ever lacking games, but right, you're you're was it 2017? They had Odyssey and Breath of the Wild and Splatoon 2, and like all, and they just needed it mm-hmm. to me like another game that just hits you mm. so different. And this was it. I'm I'm thrilled. Nice. Yeah. Well, I I actually have a question in. I'm going to ask it to Danny first and then to TJ. So, Danny, Metroid Dread or Ori and the Will of the Wisps? Which Metro is Dread. better? Metroid Dread right away. See, that's because Metroid Dread has bosses and Ori doesn't. <laughs> it does not have any bosses. It has like two bosses. And the bosses that you fight, it's not that exciting to me. I don't know why. The exploration is really good on Ori. Don't get me wrong. I like the whole, the story's good. You know, it's some sad stuff going on there. Um, the graphics are amazing, but I just love the boss fights in Metroid and it brings me back to the, it kind of reminds me of being when I was a kid playing games and the bosses were like interesting. And I don't think Ori has that. Do you guys, do you guys not agree with the boss fights? The Dread has better boss fights, but yeah, that spider was pretty cool, cool though. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I've decided games hit a point where they're so good. I can't like, they hit a certain tier that are above all other games and I can't like divide them up any further right we've hit like the subatomic level right. um and, and ori ori and the will of the wisps and dread are there for me like if you ask me to rank those two in hollow knight i just relative to the, each other i can't um because they 
similar genre, but they they have very different objectives for the the play experience and the storytelling, and they both do it so well. Um, I mean, yeah, I could tell you like personally, maybe mm. I liked one better than the other, but it's really hard because uh, the movement mm. in Ori too is so fluid and it's such a delight. And it's a tough game with dark moments, but it's it's such a different feel than Dread. It's hard for me to. Right. They're both absolutely incredible. Play both. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right now, I if you like say it now or, or you know, I'd, I'd probably say Dread just because I played it more recently. Um, yeah. But no, I can't really. It's like asking me to pick a favorite kid. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that Ori has like a cool like fluidity to it. Like when you get a new power up, they actually do utilize it for a good amount of time. And even as the game progresses, um, like when you can just like drill through sand and then just like, you know, uh, what's that move called where you can kind of like shoot yourself to a different area? Yeah, I forgot the name, but. It's just cool. Like, you feel like you're doing some crazy things, even though you might not be that good at games. Like, it's just, it's really immersive as far as that goes and battle goes. So I will give it that. It's really fun in that aspect. Nice. So any other final thoughts, or should we go ahead and kind of wrap up our discussion of Metroid Dread here? I'm going to call it. All right, game complete. Um, This was a fantastic game, and I'm really glad it came out. I think we all really enjoyed it, and while it may not be a game... For all types of gamers, I think this is a really big step for Nintendo, and I really hope they continue to make these steps forward. I mean, it's been a really weird time in gaming. I feel like even across other consoles, there haven't been a ton of heavy hitters that have really stuck or lived up to the expectations set. So for a Nintendo game like this to be considered by a lot of people to be their game of the year, even those that aren't like exclusive Nintendo gamers really says a lot. And so I'm really glad it's here. I hope we continue forward and just wanted to thank you guys for joining me for this discussion. I mean, this was really in depth on a great game and for it being a shorter game, we got a lot out of it. So definitely worth our time and our money. And I'm just glad this game came out. Do you guys hear something? That sounds like an Emmy dragging something. Like, what is that? Uh, Oh man. What a day! <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't, I don't know how many times I've been defeated by the Emmy. It must have been at least two hundred thirty times. But I'm back. <laughs> you made it. How did you do it? I, I don't know. Did you counter it? You, you know what? After the two hundred thirty-sixth time, I mean, you have to do something. So, <laughs> so he hit the X to... button. Well done. Nice. Very good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right well with kevin back here i think we're good to uh, kind of jump into that weekly question of the week so sergio do you want to grace us with some answers here yes we have answers for our question from last week we asked now that metroid is back what should nintendo bring back next at this point in time uh, for example napping rat said ice climbers but 3d and fun and good <laughs> Pharaoh's dragon said star fox but really it's just star fox 64 again i'm not the biggest open world oh my god guy but a somewhat open world type star fox game where you explore the galaxy would be really neat like a small handful of worlds that you could explore and travel between with the classic rail shooter type levels while flying between them kind of like the original kingdom hearts formula actually wait is that true kellen so is kingdom hearts good <laughs> oh, it's great, actually. And you'll know soon enough uh, when I hit Switch. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't know about this guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey. 
I played the one on 3DS and it was not fun. Oh yeah, that, that's a it. rough one to start on though. Yeah, it's my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to Roberto said Banjo Kazooie or Banjo Tooie, and it can happen. Nintendo is teasing us so much with Banjo and Kazooie. First the Smash DLC, then the addition of Banjo Kazooie in the 64 online expansion pack. Nintendo just needs to get over it and give us a new one already. Everybody really, really, really deserves to play these games. That's true. The real TJ said, I would really like to see a revival of the True Paper Mario games. Ever since Sticker Star, the games have not been True Paper Mario games in my opinion. Uh, I let Super Paper Mario slide because it had a great story. Origami King was a good step towards it, what it should be, but I still miss the partners of the old games with unique designs and attacks, and the stories of the first games have also been, uh, and the stories of the last games have also been lacking. So let's hope that the next Paper Mario will be the way it should be, or give me a thousand year door remake or port, that would also suffice. I definitely agree with the real TJ there. Mm-hmm. Filmmaker said Tomodachi Life. I feel like the success of Animal Crossing just proves that a large chunk of the Switch install base really enjoys slower paced, non competitive games that can be played at whatever pace best suits the individual. Plus, bringing back this franchise would work as a great way for us to actually use the means we create in more engaging ways than some other games that incorporate them. That's true. Cube said Ice Climbers would be really cool. Mini- um, Reimagined as a co-op Metroid-like or Metroidvania-like. The goal is still to climb a mountain, but Popo and Nana get different tools and abilities and have to help each other to get higher and higher. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, that's a good idea. And Silver Chase said, I would love a new Mario baseball game. Drafting your team full of synergies from the huge roster was a joy in itself. Coupled with the gameplay makes a blast to play. I I think that series is definitely overdue for a comeback. I agree with that. And Dragon said, as much as I want to revive F-Zero from the dead, and it absolutely deserves to be, I have no idea how successful it would be. And I think Star Fox has a better chance if it was revived properly. Ooh, nice. I agree. I agree. So what do you guys think? What should Nintendo bring back next? I'm on board with the Star Fox. I want the analogy Metroid Dread is to Super Metroid as whatever next game is to Star Fox 64. <laughs> um, if, if they could parallel that quality. Um, I, I like the idea of the earlier response, a mixture of on-rails and open world. You got to have some on-rails. Yeah. You got to keep it classic, but yeah. Uh, yeah. also don't do too much. These, these past games, they try too much. <laughs> Just keep the formula simple, but keep it good. Nice. <laughs> I mean, you know, I want Moldmania back, but yes. <laughs> um, I also know I also know it's not gonna happen. Uh, honestly, I think it's time for F Zero. Mm, uh, yeah. Kevin, oh, yeah, I think you'll agree, choice. but I think it's yeah, it's time. Um, I do want Golden Sun back, but I think F Zero is more recognized, even even to today. Even though we haven't had an F Zero game in a bunch of decades, I think it's time. It's overdue. Did you ever play GX? I did not. I think a little bit. It was a little too fast. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that was a really good game. I know Kevin's never played it because I know he's not a fan. Really. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. I like yo. this guy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yo, hold like, you could take your memory card and go to the arcade and put your memory card in there and like upload all your data and continue your game i know he doesn't like fun so like <laughs> oh so like, it was it was cool doing that you know what i mean it was very Yo, interactive and hold up he just played the man. original one which has one player like what is it one just one person yeah. wait hold on let's let's back up real quick wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I, 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 sorry, find this guy's price and hire him 
full time. <laughs> I have played a couple of the F Zero games on GBA, okay, including the one that has Rick Wheeler. Okay, he's awesome. And I'm sorry, I have not played GX. I I may know what fun is, but I didn't know about that fact about the memory card. That's really cool. That's yeah. awesome. I didn't know about that. Um, but yeah, Danny, what would, what would be your answer? <laughs> My the game that I want them to bring back is a game that will never be brought back, and it's uh, Star Tropics. I mm. love Star oh. Tropics. Oh, that, that game is like it's Zelda but fun. Like, <laughs> so so the thing is, Zelda continues to be the same game, and like, in which game do you actually kill people with yo-yos? Like, that's to me that's amazing. Um, I know Ness has it now. I mean, but he, the, Mike Jones is the originator. And um, mm-hmm. I just like that style of gameplay, like, you know, classic dungeon, boss, and then you go to the next area. Like, my, like, like Star Tropics was the, was, to me, it was just a lot of fun. And then the second game kind of changed it a bit. So, have you guys ever played that game? I played it on uh, NES Online, and it's definitely a game that I wish I played when I was a lot younger. Yeah. Sure. I mean, but yeah, that's a great pick. Yeah, same here. I didn't know about it when I was like a kid and stuff, but like when I grew up and had like ROMs and stuff. Can we talk about ROMs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a Nintendo podcast. Of course we can. Yeah. Um, safe states and all that. Yeah. Uh, I played it on there and it was just, I don't know, it was just a lot of fun to me. Like it just, it's one of those games that reminds me of Nintendo, like just has that charm. You know what I mean? Like they, they were really creative back then and they still are, but at the time, like, they were kind of pushing boundaries with what they mm, could make. Yeah. And that's one of those games that reminds me of that. So for the for the record, I have talked about emulators before one time. So you're good, Danny. You're <laughs> right, the good. second you're the second person. But uh my my host card is is on the it's it's you know, we'll see. I don't know. I mean <laughs> I, I got in trouble with talking about emulators, so you gotta be careful there. But yeah, for me, I mean look. The obvious answer would be Golden Sun, all two of them, right? But <laughs> can we get another Emmy in here, please? <laughs> I think I hear that whistling sound. But you know what? I really want a new Castlevania. I I think Ca- Castlevania is due for something new. Um, I know that uh, the creator did his own own thing, but I mean, was it? I think he made a new game. Uh, I totally forgot. Was it Westing? Yeah. Westing? Yeah. Yeah. But I want like I just missed the 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 that spirit of Castlevania. Like I played uh you know, three, I played Bloodlines a bit, and then, you know, Portrait Ruin, which is my favorite Castlevania. Uh I, I missed that. Like I, I want another new entry into the Castlevania series. Like bring it back, Nintendo. That'd be great. So nice. Mm. Yeah, as far as like a Nintendo type franchise that I want brought back. I would have to go with one that I haven't played before, Rhythm Heaven. Sergio, I know I'm getting some oh, nice. brownie points here from you. Um, <laughs> I just feel like we really need like a decent, fun rhythm style game on Switch. I know there's a handful of them, but I don't want to play an RPG drum game. I'm sorry. There's the Kingdom <laughs> Hearts game, but I mean, we all know Kingdom Hearts isn't fun, apparently. So can't true, go with that. True. So that's why we need Rhythm Heaven to come save us. Um, I just think it would be a home on Switch, and I don't know why it's not here. Yeah. Good point. I agree. I agree. (laughs) All right. So for this week's weekly question of the week, for this week, ask this week and answer next week. We're asking, what has been one of your favorite moments while playing a Mario Party game? 
or if you haven't played that series, any other multiplayer game. So we want to hear about your favorite multiplayer experiences. Let us know. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We're going to jump out of here. If you haven't already, join our Discord group. The description for this episode has a link to it if you would like to join. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out our blog at nintendojump.blogspot.com. Send us any feedback you have at nintendojumppodcast at gmail.com. The best way to support the show is through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash nintendojump or by leaving a review for the show in your favorite podcast application. This is Sergio, and on behalf of Kellen, Kevin, TJ, and Danny, thanks for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye, 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 bye. Nice. Calling nice. all Emmy. Calling all Emmy. Oh no, not again. I don't want to be dragged another time. We drag you all the time on the show, man. Come on. Watch. Well, yeah, well, that's true. Oh, bye, everyone. Stay safe. Take care. Bye bye.